Hey, welcome to the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast, where theology and youth ministry meet. You can learn more about Youth Pastor Theologian online at youthpastortheologian.com or find us on social media at Youth Theologian. I'm your host, Mike McGarry. Thanks for joining us for this conversation about practicing theology and youth ministry. Welcome to episode one on the Youth Pastor Theologian podcast. I am so excited to be launching this new initiative for you and with you. And in this first episode, I am excited to bring to you my friend, Chris Talbot. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Mike. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, it's genuinely my honor. Um, So a lot of people don't realize that um, some of our conversations that we've been having uh, probably over the last two years or so, just about the state of theology and, and the state of youth ministry and then the convergence of those two or the lack of convergence of those two things. Um, a lot of our conversations over text and uh, phone and, and whatnot have actually been the seed of what became Youth Pastor Theologian. So uh, in, in conversation before we hit the record button here, I, I called Chris the the secret co-founder <laughs> of Youth Pastor Theologian. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really happy to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and certainly all the um, all the credit goes to you for getting that up and running, but I'm, I'm definitely going to put that on my resume somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how far that'll get you, but go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Chris is a uh, professor of uh, Christian Ministries at uh, at Welch College, and he is also a youth pastor and a husband and a dad. Uh, so, Chris, can you just tell us a little bit about all the all the plates that you're spinning in life? Yeah, man, <clears throat> um, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my my full time job is I teach in our uh, youth and family ministry program here at Welch College. So I'm over that program, teach those classes, I advise our students. also get the opportunity from time to time to teach uh, some Bible or theology classes as well. Um, I volunteer at our local church as our youth and family pastor, and so get involved with our youth, our children, our families there. Uh, I got three boys, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and almost a two-year-old, um, and that keeps us plenty busy as well. And then I'm also... Sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm also working on a, a PhD right now in apologetics and culture. Now you're done with coursework, is that right? I am, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm hopefully taking comprehensive exams in the fall, and then I'll start my dissertation after that. Nice. That's really exciting. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to have another episode uh, hearing from you about apologetics, so our listeners can stay tuned for that coming down the pipeline. Uh, but in this episode, we want to talk about what actually is a youth pastor theologian. Uh, so, Chris, in, in your book and in your head, uh, what what makes someone a youth pastor theologian? Mm. Man, that's a good question. Um, at, at the very least, I think it's someone, it's a youth pastor, certainly, um, that is doing theologically informed ministry. Um, and, and I think I think we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, and you, you're, you're probably going to cover it as well. 
um, it doesn't necessarily mean someone that's just repeating their systematic theology, right? But it's right, right. Um, doing things in practice in the way that they uh, they live out their methodology from week to week in a way that's informed by their theological tradition. Okay. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, so I, I guess some of the conversation in the, in the last few years about pastor theologians and recovering the pastor theologian and all this stuff, um, some of the conversation about that has made it seem a little bit like you need to be super, super nerdy, right? Like you, you have to have a PhD, you have to be doing your exegesis in the original languages. Um, to what degree do you think um, education and intense intellectual pursuit is mandatory to be a youth pastor theologian? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think that's a big temptation, right? And there's something about kind of this youth, youth pastor theologian that maybe even um, draws those that are intellectually curious about the theological truths. Um, I, I don't, I don't think you need a PhD. I don't even necessarily think you need like an MDiv or or, or whatnot. I think that you need to be concerned about um, the truth of God applied to your local context. Um, in a way that's that's rigorous and and that's biblical. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So the the way I think about it, at least, is uh, is someone who is intentionally practicing theology in their ministry to students. Yeah, yeah. right. That we're we're being deliberate about um, what we're what we're teaching, uh, and about why we're teaching it. Um, so w- one of the initial taglines that I was. Um, that I piloted for a little bit and it didn't really seem to connect um, about youth pastor theologian was thinking theologically about and within youth ministry. Yeah. Um, and I do think that's a helpful framework uh, to some degree, even though it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just thinking it like, do we really think theologically about what youth ministry even is mm. um, and about what youth ministry does, or are we kind of just on autopilot? Are we just doing, um, what we experienced when we were teenagers, or are we just doing what we read in the latest book that we've read? Yeah. Um, you know, or are we really intentionally practicing theology in our ministry to students? Yeah. Which um, I, I, I think those are really big temptations as well, right? To one, either do ministry in the way that we either got saved or under the ministry that we were converted, so on. Or on the other side is just kind of constantly be looking for like the newest thing that we can yeah. be involved with. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, so why is it important for youth pastors to practice theology? Why do youth pastors need theology to begin with? Hmm. It, so th- this is a really good question. Although I, <laughs> I think uh, maybe to some throughout church history, this would be a very odd question, right? I don't understand the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why, why is theology important? Why is it not important? You know, like this yeah. is theology rightly understood is, um, it's the truth about God, right? It's the life of the Christian. It's everything that we should be concerned about. So to ask that question, like, why should we be con- concerned about it? I don't know what else we should be concerned about other than theological <laughs> reflection about, about, about Christianity. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's a good question, but it's, in some ways, it's a very odd question that we're we would even ask that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 
it's just so easy to be uh, theological mm. in, in youth ministry and to just kind of build a crowd and say, oh, I just want to introduce students to Jesus. Mm. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, I know <laughs> like theology Twitter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Right. And that says it all for some yeah. people to say, well, if like theologians and pastors can't even get along with each other without being jerks on yeah. Twitter, then why would I introduce that into my youth ministry? Yeah. when I'm trying to bring students together around the gospel. Mm. Uh, why would I introduce something that just divides? How would yeah. you respond to that? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think they're certainly observing something that's true, right? Like that they, they look at these interactions and people quibbling over um, theological ideas. A lot of that has to do with bad practice of like theological triage of knowing what is like first tier issues, second tier issues and so on. Yeah. Okay. Hold, hold on. Pause, 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 because yeah. that's a really important phrase. What is theological triage? Yeah. Right. So you go into the doctor um, and they do some triage, right? Like if I got a splinter, they're going to put me behind the guy that has like a broken leg. Right. So there's some things, even though, even though they're all important, some things are more pressing issues than others. Um, So when it comes to theology, like we do theological triage as well, there are issues that if we disagree on this, I would say one of us is a Christian, one of us isn't right. And this would be like the, the divinity of Christ, um, the virgin birth, the literal resurrection. There's other issues that like would separate us maybe from worshiping the same church, but we're both Christians um, and then, and then other issues that I think we, we would disagree on, we could worship shoulder to shoulder on the, yeah. the problem is we, a lot of times we just kind of conflate those into one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where you see a lot of the arguing and the figure pointing about who's a genuine Christian and who isn't, yeah. uh, sometimes it's helpful to evaluate, is this really, um, first tier or second tier? Yeah. I, I like to think of it as, uh, if it's in the apostles creed, it's first tier. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just very easy, very <laughs> simple, very crisp. Mm-hmm. If, if it's something to do with the Apostles' Creed, that's first tier. If yeah. you don't believe that, then it's not Christianity. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in terms of ministry to students, how um, how can youth workers who are so concerned about students' mental health and about what's mm-hmm. going on in youth culture um, about gender and sexuality. Um, what role does theology have in the way we minister to students who are, um, just really swimming against the stream, um, Mm -hmm. who are really confused about the messages that they're hearing at church and the message they're hearing outside of church. Uh, what, what's the value and the role of youth ministry in the real pastoral sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so I think this is a really good example of why theological youth ministry is so important. Um, you know, when I first started in youth ministry, I made the mistake of trying to teach my, my youth group, you know, all the distinctions between like Calvinism and Arminianism and all that, you know, maybe the stuff that I was interested in when I was going through my masters and all that. But, you know, you talked about like sexuality, and gender and a person's place in culture. And these are all like theological ideas, right? Like the Bible has plenty to say about like our embodied existence is made in the image of God. 
um, that we are God's masterpiece, though we are affected by sin in both thought and in, in our, our emotion, psychologically, all of this. And so bringing those things to bear, like on the teenager's life, like that, that's theological work. Um, yeah. And, and again, this kind of goes back to our previous question. Like I can't, it, it, I, w- I would be hard pressed to think of how to do that well without doing it theologically, without like being biblically informed about what the what the Bible says and what my theological tradition says about these particular ideas. Yeah. So why, sorry, why do you think it's so rare to find uh, youth ministries that are theologically driven? Why is theology so rare in youth ministry? Yeah. I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked you first. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit ago, and I really would like to get your, your thoughts on this. I I wonder if on one part it is um, a, a, a good intention to place an emphasis on evangelism, right? So that there's maybe a, a misunderstanding that uh, if I do too much theology, that it gets in the way of presenting the gospel. Yeah. Um, and, and I know you've talked a lot about that, so I, I'd like to hear you talk a little more about it. And then, uh, two, sometimes we think it's more divisive than it is unifying, which I think is maybe yeah. another misconception. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with both of those. Um, I, I think the piece on evangelism is really big. Uh, I think there's so much emphasis on the Great Commission um, in youth ministry in ways that um, probably is even more accentuated than in pastoral, like pastoral ministry outside of youth ministry. Uh, I think youth workers tend to be more focused on the ministry of evangelism mm. than other areas of the church, unless you're kind of like a church plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but like we need, we need good theology in our evangelism too and we just don't think about that i think sometimes we do approach evangelism and preaching and teaching with so much desire to just be helpful and Mm. to be relevant and to be understandable that we we don't think that we're watering down we think we're just boiling it down you know yeah. I mean? that we're, yeah. we're we're simplifying, we're condensing, we're making it accessible, um, we're speaking their language, however we put it. But I think in the process, sometimes we, the way you say it matters, mm. and the way we say it can sometimes be so simplified that we have oversimplified the message. Yeah. Um, now let's be clear. We we want to, if you can say it simple or you can say it confusing, say it simple. Right. Always say it the simplest possible way, um, while retaining the punch and the core and the depth. Um, but I do think sometimes we we oversimplify in youth ministry for good reason uh, or with good intention. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that we we oversimplify and we think that teenagers don't need that. I, I, you know, one ministry just from my own from one example from my own ministry a number of years ago uh, during the summer I was going to lead a summer Bible study um, on the on the creed and so I started out with a lesson on the Trinity 
and a bunch of students showed up and did a lesson for middle schoolers on the Trinity. And is there any more difficult message or yeah. topic <laughs> to teach on in all of Christian theology? So hmm. um, I, I had overprepared because I was so nervous about uh, teaching the lesson. And then students showed up and walked them through the Trinity and afterwards got multiple phone calls from parents and um, other leaders in the church asking, why are you teaching kids about the Trinity? They don't need to know about the Trinity. They don't need to hear about the Trinity. They just need to hear about Jesus and, and the gospel and sexuality mm -hmm. and friendship. And sometimes we, we can be uh, kind of scared away from talking about from important topics because it's so big and hefty. And sometimes our church structure and our, our the parents in our ministries can actually have a difference of opinion in the yeah. value of that. Have you seen and experienced that at all either? Or is that just my own baggage talking? No, no, certainly. I, th I think so. I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder if there, there's oftentimes maybe a, again, a, a misunderstanding that um, teenagers uh, don't want to engage with those ideas. Yeah. Um, that they're like too complex, um, that they're, they, we need to put it like much like you've been saying this all along, but putting it on the, uh, the bottom shelf, uh, talk about issues that are much more like relevant to them and so on. So I certainly, uh, had similar conversations where it's been, well, let's talk about these topics rather than some type of, you know, yeah. what we might call like a, a theological truth, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so last question to discuss here for the episode is um, based off a, a concern of mine as, as we launched Youth Pastor Theologian and um, more people starting to listen in and uh, on, the, on the blog and, and hopefully on this podcast uh, and to catch the vision for being a Youth Pastor Theologian thinking, okay, so that means I need to start teaching systematic theology and I need to teach theology, theology, theology and Yes, we should teach theology, but there's a difference between teaching theology and teaching theologically. What do, what do we mean by that? Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think maybe an example is good here. Um, sometimes I think for teenagers, it's a little bit better. Instead of just simply like teaching the doctrine, like straight out of the textbook, uh, you, you want to show them like how that doctrine is practice like within their, their particular life. So maybe an example of this is like, you know, Wayne Grudem or Millard Erickson or whoever might, might say plenty on um, the indwelling of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a different, uh, when, when I'm teaching on that, I, I really want to apply that to the life of the teenager. And I want them to understand that like on their own, they are incapable of accomplishing what God has called them to do but through the indwelling of quite literally that the spirit is within them, mm -hmm. that they have been empowered to bear the fruit of the spirit, to live out what God has called them, the commands on their life and so on. Um, I'm doing both, right? Like I'm, this is a theological truth, but I'm, I'm showing them like how this is expressed like in their, in their own life. But what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I know you thought about this a lot. Uh, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think, the same as what you're saying. I, I think sometimes our, um, the theology is like our exegetical framework, right? That it's, it's not always, you, you don't just preach your exegesis, 
right? You, right. you do your exegesis, uh, you do your homework, uh, you dig in deep to the text, uh, to the social context, to the grammar, um, to the original languages, um, if you're able to, to dig that deep. Um, and you, you look at the cross, you know, cross references and keywords mm -hmm. and uh, what happened before this, what happened after. You do all the exegesis, but that's not, that's not all that you get up front of students and teach. Uh, you boil it down and say, okay, so what's the message? Right? What is the key message of this passage? And how can I communicate that faithfully from this text um, to the lives of students? so that they can see why this matters and what difference this makes. And so they can see Christ um, in, in the text. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what expository preaching is. Yeah. I, I guess I would take theology with a similar approach to biblical studies and hermeneutics and say um, our theological grid and our theological framework um, is uh, what holds our teaching up. So, for instance, there's uh, this Easter is just a couple of weeks away and I'm still not entirely sure what our timeline release is for uh, releasing uh, the podcast. So that's a little teaser for when we're uh, recording this versus when you listeners are actually going to be hearing it. But we just had a, a really good post um, up on the blog from Joseph Bradley about teaching students about the atonement. And he walks through. Uh, Leviticus 16 and the Day of Atonement and highlights a, a few different key themes of um, a, a few key components of what the Day of Atonement is and what are the different elements of atonement uh, that we need to theologically understand to really um, grasp and comprehend what the atonement is and what yeah. the cross means. I don't think, um, and Joseph and I talked about this and we're in agreement too, and uh, I don't, we don't intend that blog post to just stand up in front of students and read and talk about, you know, build your youth talk for Easter around these five key themes of the atonement. Mm. But for you as a youth pastor and you as a youth worker, how do these key themes undergird and hold up the way you proclaim Christ crucified? So when you're talking about the cross and when you're talking about Easter with students even if you're not reading this article even if you don't go all the way to Leviticus 16 you know that go-to gospel passage that I love how he said that in the article. it's not exactly a go-to passage for a gospel proclamation I kind of chuckled at that yeah um but like how, how does our theology of the atonement hold up the way that we preach the gospel and apply the gospel, right? So mm -hmm. I guess that's what I mean in terms of um, the difference between teaching theology and teaching theologically. There's a place for teaching theology. There's a place for actually sitting down with students and walking through the five core elements of the yeah. atonement. And um, there's a time not for that, for you to yeah. really distill that and just let that be kind of the foundation and platform yeah. for the way you preach other things about that topic yeah. too. It, and I think you would agree with this. I think teaching theology isn't maybe all that hard. In some ways, it's just kind of regurgitation of like yeah. things that you yeah. read. Teaching theologically is 
especially to youth ministry. I mean, in ministry at, at all, it's it's difficult, but especially youth ministry and children's ministry is really difficult um, because you're having to do kind of that translation work to put it in um, in concepts and in, in ways that they can understand while at the same time not watering it down mm-hmm. um, or diminishing or accident, <laughs> accidentally messing up the, uh, the doctrine in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap things up here, uh, I want to make sure that we give you a few minutes uh, just to share about your book, Remodeling Youth Ministry. I think it's one of the best. Um, so one of the, one of the best resources about uh, biblical youth ministry out there, and I know it it doesn't get nearly the attention <laughs> that it deserves. Uh, so could you talk to talk to us a little bit about remodeling youth ministry and why should everyone on earth read this book? Because Mike McGarry says so. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Then. Yeah, you, 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 and my mom, yeah, both love my books. <laughs> I do. No, it's a great yeah, yeah. book. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I suppose you know, I wrote it a few years ago, but one of the one of the main reasons for writing the book was really trying to think more theologically about youth ministry. And I, I noticed there was a lot of books out there that were focusing on like you have family driven youth ministry over here and Jesus centered youth ministry and gospel centered youth ministry. And I read all these books and I think these are, these are all fantastic, you know, like I, but I want to kind of bring those together in one philosophy of youth ministry that kind of balances them all out. And so, you know, there, I'm sure there's ways in which it could be improved, but it's, uh, it's my aim at trying to offer a resource of someone that's thinking through their philosophy of youth ministry and trying to give them some categories and concepts to, yeah. uh, to move forward. Yeah. Well, the book is Remodeling Youth Ministry, a Biblical, Bru- a Biblical Blueprint for Ministering to Students by Chris Talbot. Highly recommend it. It's a wonderful book. And um, yeah, Chris, thanks so much for joining us for this first episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Please visit youthpastortheologian.com to learn more about our resources. You can find us on social media at Youth Theologian. We also have an active Facebook group where you can ask questions, share articles, and generally encourage fellow youth pastor theologians who are in the trenches with you. We'd sure appreciate it if you'd be so kind as to subscribe, leave a review, or even recommend this podcast to fellow youth workers. You can also subscribe to get new articles delivered to your inbox and to ensure that you don't miss any fresh content by checking out our website at youthpastortheologian.com. Most of all, we appreciate your ministry and your partnership in the gospel. If there's a topic that you'd like us to address, or if you have an article to submit for the blog, then you can also share those on our website by following the submissions tab. In the meantime, keep your eyes on Jesus, and we'll see you next week.